episode 83. My name is Justin. Hey, I'm Chris. And this is the Bible Buffoons Podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Absolutely. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Pot of gold. Leprechauns. <laughs> and green. Etc. Yeah. I I like St. Patrick's Day. I don't I don't really I don't really know. I don't really have a like a Really? I don't have a close affiliation. I don't celebrate. I don't You don't? No. Like, see we do. Okay. Like last night, which would have been a few nights ago before St. Patrick's Day, but the way that our dinners have worked so we did our irish dinner last night mm. uh canned corned beef nice swiss sauerkraut sliders Delicious. with a side of cabbage it's really good absolutely yeah it was great pretty easy too yeah how that cabbage is an underrated food it's like negative four cents they give it to you for free almost <laughs> and it will and it's so much yeah i love it it's gotta be good for you i don't know i don't know I wonder if it's like lettuce, iceberg lettuce, where it's just like filler. It's just a neutral, like it's but you cook net it. zero. You know, like that's 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 what's better about you don't cook lettuce, <laughs> cabbage than yeah. lettuce. Like yeah, you cook some cabbage, you can do cool stuff. I like did lettuce? You just eat it. A little salt, little pepper, little butter, little oil, and then at the very end, splash of apple cider vinegar. You got a little tartness. Livens it up a little bit. Little taste a little. It was little good. Taste of St. Patrick's Day. Jack ate the sauerkraut last night. We didn't tell him. Also had Thousand Island dressing on it. Mm. We had to make our sliders, some for the boys and some for us. And yeah. Jack wanted more, so he got one of ours, and we just didn't tell him that it had whatever sauerkraut is. Sauerkraut, I believe, is shredded cabbage pickled. Fermented yeah. pickled, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had that. a lot of that. See, another expression of delicious cabbage. <laughs> I love sauerkraut Welcome to Cabbage dog. Talk. Yeah, it's cabbage chat. <laughs> With this is Cabbage Patch Chat. <laughs> Welcome to the Cabbage Patch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyways, we like St. Patrick's Day. I wore my green today, so I did not. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. I wore that sweatshirt this morning, though. You did? I did. Yeah, mine's for some reason very dirty, filthy, and I don't know <laughs> how not to make it that way. Um, anyways, um. Hey, we hope that you guys are enjoying this John 16 journey that we're on because apparently no one's listening. The numbers would indicate that, indicates you, are not that you guys hate John it. 16 or you hate us all of a sudden. Uh, so go. I feel like we should end it today, but we, I don't. I don't think it's we. Too much. I don't think we could get we're, through it we're, all. We're not. We we are simultaneously too deep to abandon this. Yes. and not deep enough to finish. That's fair. We, we might. I don't know. Might just be like I didn't read it. Just uh, it. We've done. 11 verses in two, two hours. Uh, so if we wanted to get <laughs> and through, this, and this goes to 33, 20 more verses in one, one shot. That would be the, the mass says we got one more. Yeah. That is going to be a four. It's going to be a four parter. Yeah. And it kind of breaks out into two more sections. Y'all will be fine out there. Listen to John. Hey, we stuff. got a little bit on, on my Instagram. Maybe it was the Bible foods Instagram. What'd they say? Uh, well, our favorite, one of our favorite longtime listeners, Beverly. She was just in the office. I saw her too. this she morning. Was just we just had around. a nice little chat. But she, uh, she just like commented and said, "Hey, there's a lot in here I didn't really think about." So Beverly, who is uh, 
more seasoned in life than we are. Easy now. She's <laughs> she's been a Christian way longer than I've been a yeah. Christian. She's like, hey, I'm learning something. Not because we're smart, but like, once you just dig in the Bible some more and do a little research. So, again, you could be a day one believer or a day whatever believer. Sometime further down the road <laughs> than day one. <laughs> you might can learn something uh, and appreciate it. Uh, I'm liking the energy today. I feel like. Are you really? I feel like. It wasn't last week. Last week we were at your house. That was pretty chill. But the week before that, we were we we, were we, both, we limped in. We both. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. It's yeah. the second cup of coffee this morning. Hey, we get second it. cup of lukewarm coffee. I was hot this morning. Yeah, this morning. It's no, like, no, no. It's like ten thirty. <laughs> no, right the now. one that I had earlier this morning, I had to wait on. Like it, I was sipping it. This is lukewarm. Burn, burn your little tongue, hmm. ma'am. Lukewarm that and day old Diet Dr. Pepper sitting here. That's going to be good too. You are gross, sir. Tell me about St. Saint Patrick's. Why do we celebrate St. Patrick's? Um, what do you know? All right. This so, is, what I know is nothing. So, you got two options. I could just make up something. Yeah, absolutely. Off the fly, That's what I want to hear. Or I could just say, I don't know. Give me, give me a little bit. St. Patrick was uh, the patron saint of gardening. Okay. Uh, and he was noticeably smaller in stature than his because he had cabbage his counterparts uh his growth was stunted by too much cabbage uh in his youth um so in order to honor this great man of faith um we eat cabbage and talk about yeah. short short magical people wow i the only thing you got right is that he <laughs> was this like religious man that's the only thing that you got right in there i i got that from saint <laughs> The patron saint of Ireland. Oh, well. Excellent. Uh, was born in England, born in Great Britain, born in whatever you call that United Flag Kingdom. Flag on the play. Wait. The patron saint of Ireland was a British guy? Yeah. So he was kidnapped into slavery for Ireland when he was 16. They did that? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, by the Irish people? Yeah. The Irish people kidnapped some other people, which St. Patrick was one of them. Okay. When he was 16, kidnapped, he escaped, went back home, but later on went back to Ireland to start churches. Minister. And so he started a lot of churches and schools and monasteries and like grew now where Ireland is a Christian nation because basically because of him. And so that's why we celebrated. He died at about 600. Like it was a long time ago. That's a very long time. Yeah. So we're talking about like Fourth century. ancient, yeah. ancient yeah, 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 Irish yeah, yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm like, in my mind, I'm picturing like 1700s? the 1700s <laughs> and they're kidnapping people for slavery. I mean, I guess that still happens now. So Yeah. No, this is a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, there you go. There's a little bit of St. Patrick's. Um, I don't know why what we was were this green. Anybody know? I, I, the Wikipedia thing I saw did not tell me. St. Patrick Assisi. Mm. Were we talking about something? De oh, we were talking about St. Oh, Vincent, Vincent de Paul. De Paul. That yeah. is where the school came from. We I were talking about it pre-show last week. In the, uh, in the tat chat. In the tat chat. And then I found it. Yeah. it's um, That's where is DePaul University. Um, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, for and, sure. And he's like uh, the patron saint of hospitals, right? I think it's hospitals yeah. and like babies or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's hospitals. Yeah. That's where all that's where all my kids were born. Mine too. Yours all were born yep. at St. Vincent's as well. St. Vincent's. They did a good job. They did a great job. <laughs> they did a great. I mean, but it was pre pre pandemic though. Yeah. But they did a good job. I don't um, have. I don't really have anything to judge it against. But they. they I were don't lovely. either. Yeah. yeah, they were lovely place. They had a good. They have good food. Really good food down there. I like the cafeteria. 
The only thing I didn't like was the NICU was a little further away. Mm. Like it's a different floor and technically a different building than where it is. So like I was having to go to NICU you every, not every three hours. Yeah. I had to push Mary Beth in the wheelchair and it took us a little while. Yeah. But it was good though to get out of a little that little walk. area. Take a little walkabout. Walk. Yeah, man. It was good. Well, all right. I hope you guys have a great deal. Uh, just to be honest, my computer is going bonkers. Is that good or bad? I mean, it's still going, so we're going to stick with that. All right. Let's, before everything in the world crashes with my computer, let's get our bobbles out. Oh, yeah. Let's jump to it. We have no new stats. Also, the Captivate website was down last night and today, so uh, we can't really get any good stats on it. But is that you? Yeah. But I, but I, the- but I can tell that we have didn't have a lot of listeners. <laughs> That's the we, only thing. we we don't know a lot, but we know enough to know that y'all are not vibing on this series, on John, which is has been one of my favorite series actually. Yeah. All right, here we go. Got our bobbles out. Got our notes out. John sixteen. We're starting at what? Verse twelve. Verse twelve is where so we. So again, go back. Listen to the last two. We're not going to do it, but just know this: hours away from Jesus being arrested, days away from him on the cross. Uh, days days away from him being resurrected. Yeah. So we we are at the end of this deal. All right. Yeah. This is at the very end of the final discourse of Jesus, his last time teaching and being with his disciples, apostles. Um. Yeah, and that's it. So this is kind of towards the end of that. Um, the first part we spent a lot on talking about. He he is very much a Holy Spirit talker in this. Yeah. He's saying I have to leave. It is beneficial. It is to your advantage to leave because now you get the Holy Spirit. I can't be with all you guys. When I die, y'all are going to scatter and be afraid. You don't have me, but I'm yeah. going to give you something better. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So he drops he drops the bomb on him that yeah. he's leaving, but then... And they're still like, where are you going? They yeah. still don't quite get it. And then the whole rest of this is about comforting them to let them know that he's got a plan. He's not just abandoning them. Uh, and preparation, you know, he kind of says multiple times throughout this, I'm telling you these things so that when they come to pass, you will remember that I told you and you'll have faith and you won't fall away. So same thing for us. Yeah. This is not just a letter and a talk to back then, um, to the back then times. Yeah. This is talking to the right now times. Absolutely. I have it in that. Um, all right. So let's jump into verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So there's a lot of things going on in here. I got yeah. some questions. Uh-huh. Don't know if we have the answer to that. We'll try. Let's figure it out. Um, so basically, we see kind of the job of the spirit in mm. this. Yeah. The job of the advocate, the counselor, the helper. Uh, basically saying, Jesus is like, look, I told you a lot, but there's still a lot that you don't quite get and understand. And yeah. I can't tell you them. I can't tell you that right now. But the spirit's going to help you. Yeah. Spirit's going to help you almost hindsight 2020. They're going to help you look through my life mm. and, and let you see what I've done. And there's a lot of other things that haven't come yet out. Like yeah. there's a lot to learn and let it. Um, when I first became a Christian, I st- there's some people that probably believe this. 
listening to this podcast. I don't believe this, but I, whenever I started learning about the spirit, I say a young age, probably middle school, high school, when yeah. really, I think the spirit, we don't talk a lot about the spirit. Right. There's not a lot of, a ton of sermon series done out by the spirit. There's a lot that we just don't know. There's yeah. a lot of mystery about it. Um, but there was a debate, a battle, a people listen to it now, talk about it, where the only work of the spirit is to help you read this mm. is to help you understand the Bible. Yeah. The spirit doesn't work in any other way. It's not really kind of in you. It just like, Hey, it's going to help guide you in reading scripture. I think the, I think the spirit does that. I think it does a whole lot more, mm-hmm. but when I read this, I think about that when he says it, it, not yet, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Mm-hmm. He will guide you into everything there is to know about Jesus mm-hmm. and about his love and plan and God's plan. Yeah, that's good. Um, that there's more that we're going to learn. Um, and it says Jesus is going to be there to help or the a spirit's going to be there to help you in that process. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like how, how you use the article. You know, some, some Bibles don't include the truth. Yeah, um, but the actual Greek there it says he will guide you into all the, the truth. truth, and uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. The truth we're talking about right here is the truth about who Jesus is. I am the what truth. he said, yeah. yep. who he claimed to be, um, and kind of that the Spirit helps us take the knowledge of that and root it down into our hearts so that we can kind of live live out of that truth. And so that would be. I'm trying to figure out how to frame this. So then that would be our ultimate goal then, right? Probably in life. Which is what? To 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 grow closer and learn more about the truth. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh I think I know there's more to that. That was a, a very think, general deal. I think the real key is um the more you know about Jesus the more you grow and the deeper that that yeah. kind of gets into your heart, the more it shapes you and forms you into the image and likeness of Jesus into the outer. Right. So I think that the um, fruit of the spirit, right? Yeah. It's, it's a both. And it's like, uh-huh. I've got to trust in and lean on the spirit to help me believe these things that Jesus said about himself and then let that spirit's work move through my life mm-hmm. to produce the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gentleness, yeah. self-control, self-control. And it's not a coconut. It's not a coconut. Uh, okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. And, and, and this idea of having somebody. So, you know, we talked before I asked you on Sunday morning and Sunday night when you randomly came into our, our area, was it Hebrews four, mm-hmm. Hebrews four, 12, yeah. Right. And Hey, good job. You knew what it was. And I didn't say it or, or unless you heard us in the hallway while you're walking down. I think I missed down. the very beginning of the verse though. I went, I went right to you sharper than any two edged sword. I forgot the whole, uh, alive thing. Yes. <laughs> that God's word is active and alive yeah. and it's a sharper than any two edged sword. Yeah. But we talked about that and, and I kind of wrestled with this with the teenagers this past week about God's word is active and alive. And what does that mean? Well, this alive spirit in us mm-hmm. will help us to read God's word, the truth, uh, um, in different ways and over different times. That's why, you know, you don't have to read a verse when you're 12 years old and go, I got it. Yeah. Read it again. 
read it again, read it next year, read it again. And you yourself is going to change. And the word of God is going to meet you and see it. Not that the word of God changes, but maybe your understanding of it and you kind of get a little bit different. And that's the help of the spirits guiding you through scripture. Yeah. I mean, the, the path of following Jesus is a never ending search for the truth, that truth. So the older we get life here on earth is that, yeah, the older we get, the more mature we get, we should have the capacity to understand things in a deeper way and a, in a, in a more clear way Uh uh, for the most part, (laughs) some of those mysterious things. And then I think the, the flip side of that is we become more comfortable with uh, the unknowable aspects yeah. of God and just trust that he's way bigger than we could ever get our minds around. So it's like both of those things. We grow in maturity and truth and understanding, but we also um, have peace about who God is. It's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like how Jesus starts off this section basically um, just embracing the fact that he wasn't able to tell them everything that he wanted to tell them. So it's an odd area where he's basically saying, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't do it all. I didn't, I didn't teach everything. I didn't that you tell needed. you everything I wanted to tell yeah. you. And think about this. Like we have hundreds of pages of Jesus's sermons and teachings mm-hmm. and all these experiences. That's just almost like the highlight reel. Jesus also had countless other Walking moments oh, yeah. in between these we stories. We don't have every word of Jesus yeah. preaching. We have a very small amount. So Jesus is saying to those people who've basically been with him for nonstop for three and a half years, I still didn't get it all to you. <laughs> so that it, that's in one way surprising that we have so much and there's so much that these guys actually lived and experienced with Jesus. But it's also, that makes all the sense in the world. If you're God and you're trying to relate these deep and profound truths to finite human beings, you're just not going to get there. But then he, he he goes right from, I didn't get to tell you everything I want to tell you. You just, you can't bear it. You can't get it to, but it's wait. Okay. Yeah. I'm about to send you the source of truth and life itself, and it's going to live inside you. And like, I think what's remarkable about that is we have these four gospel accounts because Jesus paid off that promise. Yeah. They write these books in the power of the Spirit. They write mm-hmm. these stories in the power of the Spirit, and they recount pretty on the nose <laughs> yeah. s- some complex theological big ideas, and they're all in agreement with one another. Like Jesus is saying, you're going to be able to do those kinds of things. You're going to be able to share my story because of the power of this being, this expression of who God is living inside you, leading you to the truth, helping you to remember the things I told you, helping you to recall the stories that you have with me. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. And it's weird to kind of look backwards at it, that we have this book because this is fulfilled. Right. Right. We have, we have the full story, but like these guys had no idea what was about to happen in a couple hours Uh and a couple of days. And then really blow that out that, this conversation that they're having with Jesus right now is going to produce in them the courage to to take this message all the way to the end of their lives, which were mostly brutal. Yeah. Uh, The courage and the recall to write all this stuff down so that you and I are reading it like incredible. Like we have the whole story and it's still incredible. Think (laughs) how they would have experienced it in real time. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, When the spirit comes 
when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Mm. Now this is, again, I try to wrap my brain around the Trinity, the father, son, Holy spirit, three in one. But reading this, it seems like there is a hierarchy, you know, to this where it says the spirit isn't going to speak on its own. It's only going to speak what I tell it to. Mm. And Jesus is like, I'm only going to tell you whatever the father has told me because I know the father. Mm. And so it does seem like, and I don't want to, there's probably books and books and books. And this is a big, deep theological stance on three and one, one, blah, blah, blah. But it does seem like that here, right? So we talked a little bit about that, I think last week before, yeah. before we recorded and I, and I've done some thinking about that. And number one, I will say that the nature of the Trinity yeah. is one of the most mysterious oh, yeah. we, aspects of the Christian faith. So could, sure. could that be sure. the case? Absolutely. Um, I read it slightly differently. Okay. Where and and I love the alliteration here. Where you where you see a sense of hierarchy, I see a sense of harmony. Okay. In that the spirit is so in tune with the father and with the son, he can't say anything but what they're saying. Okay. Um yeah, the okay. spirit, the spirit is God, yep. and God is not going to contradict Himself. True, and so whatever God has said uh, throughout the beginning of time, the spirit's not going to contradict that. Whatever God has said through the person and life of Jesus, the spirit's not going to contradict that. It says, yeah. "We are all in this together. We are fully in harmony and in sync and in unity with one another." So. Whatever whatever the spirit is telling you is gonna match up with yes. what I have already told you, mm-hmm. and that's a good test for us if you think about it. It's like you ever heard? I mean, it's kind of a churchy thing to say. Like, you know, I really feel the spirit leading me to uh-huh. do X. That's great, and and be in tune with the spirit in your life. And I think God will lead you to do things. But if you ever had somebody come up to you and be like, I feel like God is calling me to leave my wife or something that Crazy. is that's yeah. out of the nature and character you of who God is. You can use that is. as a weapon. Exactly. Yeah. God's telling me yeah. I need yeah. to cheat on yeah. in my business so that I can be blessed and then give money, you know, yeah. like <laughs> the words and the life of Jesus are the the measuring stick. Like the spirit's not going to call you to do anything that Jesus wouldn't tell oh, you to do. So if there's a conflict there, you may not be hearing from the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hearing from yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or yeah, something else. Good. Or, yeah, there's the evil powers at work. Um, yeah, that's good. That's a good measuring. That's a good uh, uh, barometer of is this a spirit or not? Is it leading you to the fruit of the spirit? Mm-hmm. Is it leading you to the life of Christ? Is mm-hmm. it leading you to the teachings of Jesus? And if not, then it's not. Yeah. Like, and then that next verse, it says, he will glorify me. Like that's the yeah. work of the spirit yeah. is to is to raise uh, Jesus up in our lives and 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 in our churches, and, and so him, like yeah. if 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 you feel the Spirit working in conflict with Jesus, like you can just know right off the bat that that's that's not what He does. He <laughs> yeah. glorifies yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, He will glorify me, for He will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that He will take what is mine and declare it to you. That's right there where you have that harmony. I'll take what is mine as the father's, what father's, and he'll take. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's this, 
it's just beautiful dance. Yeah. Kind of looking there. And I did use the word hierarchy and that's still how my brain you know kind of sees it. I, I mean, it's kind of working down. Yeah. Um, just like a chart deal, like here, top, middle, bottom. Yeah. Uh, but you could do it sideways yeah. or you could do it like a circle. You can do it like a <laughs> yeah. circle, right? Yeah. You can do all those different org charts, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a beautiful concept to think about, uh, if it doesn't make your brain explode. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things that it's 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 awesome to think about, and we just may not be able to land. Well, on and like to a, make your brain explode. What you said earlier is like as you older and mature, yeah. you are more at peace with the mystery and not knowing. Right. Again, if I can comprehend everything about God, he too little. Then he too little. Yeah. Then it's not something this extraordinary. Like if I can comprehend it. Um, yeah, so it's okay not knowing some of this stuff. All right, let's go into um, every time I read the title of this and read this, I want to sing. I'm trading yeah. my sorrows. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, I was waiting for you to do it. Do, not me. Do, da, da. <laughs> do, do, Get a little da. watershed. Yeah. A little watershed worship going on. Um, okay, verse 16. A little while and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. That's kind of like he's talking to like, you know, like I've talked <laughs> like to my three-year-olds. Year yeah. yeah. Hey, in a little while, you won't see me, but in a little while, you will. Yeah. It's like, what? Um, so some of his disciples said to one another, what is this that he says to us? A little while, and you will not see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I'm going to the Father. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while. <laughs> we do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said, uh, so he said to them, is this what you are asking yourselves? What I meant by saying a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me truly, truly. I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. Verse 21, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a, for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Verse 22, so also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. And that day you ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you'll receive it, that your joy may be full. All right, that was a lot there, 16 through 24. But wanted to kind of get that whole picture um, of this idea of, truly, truly, I tell you, you won't see me in a little while. Then a little while longer, you will see me. You will have... You will be full of sorrow. That sorrow will turn into joy. There's a mother giving birth and she's sad and then she's happy and a human's in this world. Yeah. There's a lot kind of going on, but it has this bigger kind of um, yeah. tone here in this. Yeah. Uh, so basically saying, look, again, they still don't get that he's like, I am leaving you. Yeah. I am going to die. And so I wonder at this point if they have gathered in their brain, he's not going to become king. Yeah. Right, because they still at the beginning was like, "This is going to be our savior. This is our king. This is our Messiah. This is it." Yeah. And their brain was um, government ruler, religious government ruler. Yeah. I wonder hours before he's arrested if they still think like, 
So when are we going to get this palace? When are we going to be king? I think so. Yeah. Because you've got this section, like, so Jesus is talking about, I'm leaving. Spirit's going to come. It's going to be better for you. And it says, what's what's he telling us? What is this he's telling <laughs> see, us? A little while and you won't see me. And again, a little while you will see me. And because, and because I'm going to the Father? Question mark? I know. <laughs> they said, what is he saying? I a think that while? we do a bad job reading scripture without all of um, like exclamation points and yeah. question marks. But that's how it's read. Like, <laughs> the Father? We don't know what he's talking about. It's basically what again, he's saying. He's hours from this whole show being coming to an end and they're like yo huh you're why if you're gonna start if you're gonna redeem you know the kingdom of israel and start all this stuff like where are you going shouldn't (laughs) you should be here i I feel like we should be a little bit further in this jesus (laughs) i feel like we should be further in this progress i'm not really seeing this shaping up like i thought it would yeah and then yeah, I mean, it's, it seems clear to me that at least some in the group are still super confused about yeah. what's going on. And then Jesus kind of eases them into it with a little bit of figurative language. With um, the mother. And then, yeah, tries to really put it in terms that they could understand. It's like, you know, having a baby is not a great time. But yeah. shortly after the birth, the mother is just overcome with joy. And he's trying to say, like, and I think that prepare yourself for we should have some asked, terrible stuff. We should have asked the wives yeah. about this before us men talk about it, mansplain mm-hmm. over here about having babies. They're not going to do it. <laughs> but I will a little bit. But the question I have is I wonder if I never got this sense from Mary Beth, and I don't know if you had a sense from Katie, that they were worried about giving birth. Mm. One, I think because of just advanced medicine. Yeah. Like epidurals and there's doctors and like pretty safe. Back then, y'all, it, w- it wasn't like St. Vincent's where well, that's where all our kids were born. Like You expect everything you to expect go well. You expect it. And if not, I, I'm at ease that, no, y'all are professionals. There's equipment. There's we medicine and out. doctors. Like, you know, like our boys had to be in the NICU for a week. Yeah. Or twins. Very, very common. But you're like, okay, I know they're safer there. Yeah. It wasn't this deal. No, back then it was pretty sketchy. Like, <laughs> they're giving <laughs> birth. Dodgy. And you know that they're excited to give birth, but it's like. I could die. I or it could die right yeah. now. Or both. Yeah. Or both right now. Uh-oh. Yeah. They're not over here getting epidurals. They're not over here in that birthing suite and all that cool. Like, no, it's yeah. legit. Yeah. Um, so think about it in that terms, y'all. Because when I did, I was like, I don't know if my wife was, like, upset that she's going to go give birth. Well, and that tracks with the, with the metaphor that Jesus is yes. using here. Yes. Because when Jesus is arrested, tortured, crucified they're gonna scatter because they don't understand they don't expect him to come back mm-hmm. yeah they they are scared they don't know what's happened and jesus is trying to say just like you there's uncertainty and you're gonna fear have sorrow and fear yeah. with having a child you're also gonna have that joy it's gonna be okay this is he's trying to tell them what's gonna happen so when it happens they don't freak out even though they do <laughs> Tears of sorrow and tears of joy, yeah. like, and you see that in, you know, childbirth. Yeah, you you see, it's tears for a lot of time, but <laughs> tears for different reasons. Yeah, different right? kinds of tears different, for different reasons. Different kinds of tears for different reasons, and he's basically saying, "Look, that's going to happen. I'm yeah. going to go. You're going to see me die, mm. and you're going to be like so sorrowful that you are crying and weeping and upset from my life. Yeah, but then that's going to turn into joy because you're going to see me come back. Yeah, I mean, and think about. I mean, this is this is 
terrible. Like, uh, you gotta say it like Charles Barkley. uh, They're terrible. (laughs) The old knucklehead. Uh, that's the best part of this podcast in 83 episodes was that right there. (laughs) You old knucklehead. If you layer over, we were talking about something very serious. (laughs) Yeah, I'm about to try (laughs) to. I know. This is not going to go well now. Uh, if you layer over there, over. All of this, their earthly expectations for Jesus as uh-huh. the Messiah. Think about how devastating this would have been. So, number one, just the the sadness at the loss of a friend. Oh, yeah, a, a friend, a friend that's closer than a friend. It's your yeah. mentor. It's the person your that rabbi, you lean yeah. on. Like just that. That would be Trump trauma, trauma mm-hmm. traumatic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then trauma trauma traumatic. He's supposed to be your king, and yeah. he's been humiliated. Like. This isn't just death. This is death Spit and shame and, kids, and just yeah. the so the so cross. so. You've mm-hmm. been holding this guy up on a pedestal where he belongs because he is God. He's Jesus, <laughs> and all of a sudden you see him die this horrible, humiliating death. So sorrowful about that. Uh, sorrow over defeat. Like you had a plan. You had a life plan for this guy, and now you see him executed, and you're like. The last three years of my life now, are wait, over. We're lost. We lost this battle. Yeah. You know, like now, so. Now, that was their life plan. Yes. Right. Yeah, no, no. This, I'm this talking about the pure, plan. purely from the, the disciples' perspective. Human, just, yeah. And then just imagine just. Uh, well, and then the fear of, well, they know that I'm with him. Right. They know that he's my rabbi. Yeah. That's why they scatter. That's why they run. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you get, hey, aren't you? Yeah. Uh-uh. Well, it's, it's funny. Me. It's like. We we crack on Peter, but like Peter loved Jesus enough that he kind of followed in the shadows. He went with him. What none of the other ones were there at all. They ran away. Yeah. So like Jesus or Peter was only in that position to deny Jesus three times because he, he was so close. wanted to stay close. Yeah. He wanted to see what was going to happen. Uh, he probably wanted to fight. You know, like I don't oh, know. Yeah. I mean, he uh, was a quick but, draw. Yeah, but based on what we see, so. You know, I probably would have been in the in the runaway group, not the Peter group. Yeah. So I'm not going to be uh, <laughs> knocking, hit, Peter, hit, on knocking Peter too hard. No, 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 no. Um, so your sorrow will turn to joy. And so I love that. The birthing, I'm gone, but I'll come back and you'll see me. And, and again, remember what he said up here. Like, I, I have not adequately taught you everything you need to know. Yeah. And he's trying. He's kind of at the end being like, this is going to be on the quiz. Like, yeah, know all like this stuff. It's like a big stuff. dump. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> a big uh, uh data dump data dump uh but yeah, yeah i was i was just like i really wanted to kind of nail home like this sorrow turning into joy they're not like bummed out like imagine your whole life being over that's where yeah. they were everything they believed in everything they thought they were hiding in a way going this what just happened what in the world just occurred yeah and then to flip that switch. And to see Jesus. And to absolutely go bananas, I bet. Yeah, go berserk. <laughs> you know right? what I'm saying? Yeah. And for him to be like, hey, now you're getting it, guys, right? Yeah. Now you're hearing a little bit of it. Um, so hopefully for for us, trying to wrap this up, trying to pull it, guys, we're going to do it. We're going to have we got a, one more. We got a part four next week. Jesus the victor. Got it. I have overcome the world. Come on. That's what mine says. Uh Try to, all right, daily application, a mm. uh, 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 um, modern day application for this. Uh, and I just like the idea of one, be attuned to the spirit. Yeah. 
where he says, I'm leaving you because the spirit's better. And Jesus even said, he himself, I did not adequately teach all of you. His disciples who he's with for three years every day. Right. Now for us, he's like, look, I did my best. But there's going to be the spirit. And you're going to learn more. That's why we have the Bible, right? And then it's going to help us learn it um, and understand it and uh, apply it to our lives. And then our everyday life. How are you measuring up the spirit's call? Are you measuring it to God, to Jesus, or are you measuring it to the world? You, you need to know, are you listening to the spirit or not? Yeah, for sure. And then two, I think with the sorrow into joy, you are going to have sorrow. Yeah. And Jesus doesn't say, I'm going to take all your sorrow and pain away. He says, you're going to have sorrow. You are you're going, going to have to trouble. Have <laughs> and then f- fast forward to 1633. Yeah. He says the same thing. Yes. Um, at the very, very end of this of like, you will have it, mm. but take heart. It's me. Yeah. And so for you listener today, um, this week, whenever it happens, whenever you have sorrow, whenever you have crud, whenever you have questions, um, kind of go back to John 16 here and, and walk in the disciple's shoes and walk into the spirit of what Jesus is calling you saying, I will turn that sorrow to joy. Yeah. It's not a forever sorrow. Like mm-hmm. with the resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah, we have pure joy, everlasting joy, not circumstantial joy. And that's mm. what he's trying to help us. Yeah kind of graphs there. I don't have a single thing to add to that. That was lovely. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Well, hey, we hope that you enjoyed it. This one's a little bit shorter. Hey, um, maybe people will listen to it. <laughs> I'm very sing-songy today, and I apologize. You are. It was good. It's a take back. That's you a take back for this episode. You also said Big Dump, <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> and I did and uh, you laughed Charles Barkley voice. And you did Charles Barkley. This is a great pod, y'all. Uh, that's going to be the title of it. Big Dumps and Charles Barkley. And <laughs> that would get some... John 16, questions. Big Dumps and Charles Barkley. We'll see how it goes. You old knucklehead. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, rate, review, subscribe, write us a letter, send us a pigeon. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll get the message. Little pigeon. Um, <laughs> hit us up. Uh, And we will catch y'all next week. Happy St. Patty's Day, y'all. Bye, friends.